Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Luke DeCock, who I found out today, president of the U.S. Basketball Writers Association, will get to present an award, a Dean Smith Award, to Mike Krzyzewski. What has he done this year, Luke, to warrant an award? This is the proverbial career achievement award. <laughs> and, if you, and if you look at the history of winners of the Dean Smith Award, starting with John Thompson, um, Fran Dunphy, my good friend Fran Dunphy, um, we are going to honor uh, Bob McKillop, who won it in 2019, and Tubby Smith, who won it in 2021, who, who haven't been honored yet. We're going to do that in Greensboro next month, um, and then we'll do Krzyzewski in May at the Emily K. Ba- uh, Mother's Day Ball you know, George Raveling, yeah. um, Dan Donahue at, at Dayton. Like, these are coaches who, you know, have, have done things in their career that go beyond basketball, um, to coin a phrase. Um, some of them even have a radio show called Beyond Basketball. <laughs> um, but, no, I, and, you know, look, this is obviously there are some people who don't really understand the dynamic here that Mike Krzyzewski and Dean Smith did become close yeah. at the end of, of Dean's life and that, you know, the Smith family signed off on this. This was not against their wishes. So, um, you know, I understand that this caused a bit of a kerfuffle back home today, but for us, this was just an absolute no-brainer. We didn't want to do it last year in the middle of his retirement, right. uh, you know, sort of procession. And, and Tubby was a great winner, like Tubby Smith is someone else who's been a, a trendsetter and a trailblazer and done so much that's not limited to basketball over his career. So, um, no, this is, you know, it's, it's a little ironic that I'm the president while this is happening. Um, but, you know, in the end, on, on May 6th, it'll be, you know, John Feinstein. And this, this award was his brainchild, his baby. He obviously has a very close relationship with Mike Krzyzewski, and I'll be there. But, but John will be presenting him with the award because it's going to mean a lot to both those guys. It, it had, I mean, he had, John did, a pretty good relationship with Dean Smith, too. As well, yeah. No, I mean, John, this, this award... Um, really connects those three guys in a lot of ways. And that's, you know, part of the story of the ACC. Speaking of the ACC, I know you're in Dallas at the Women's Final Four right now, but I know you're going to be in Houston later. Um, does What does Miami's appearance say about the ACC? You know, I, I think it says two things. One, it says that there is some validity that the ACC is better than the metrics would indicate because they do keep sending teams deep into the tournament with the exception of 2021, regardless of how many sort of bids or seeds or whatever. Um, and, and certainly Miami getting to the Elite Eight last year and the Final Four this year, despite not being seeded that way, is, is an accomplishment. And having two teams in the Final Four last year is an accomplishment. Um, but I also think that that obscures to a certain extent the reality of the situation, as you and I have discussed, the ACC is losing non-conference games. It has never lost before, ever. It's losing non-conference games to bad teams, and that's yeah. not a scheduling issue. You can schedule those teams. You just have to beat them, you know, and then you got to play some good teams, too. You can't just play all, uh, you know, all Ken Palm 285 right. and up teams. But the ACC never used to lose those games. You go back to 2019 when the ACC had three number one seeds 
it didn't lose to a team with a Ken Palm rating, a final Ken Palm rating worse than like 118. It lost 20 games, none worse than that. And then this year, it lost those 20 games and another 20 games <laughs> teams worse than 118. And so that's why you don't get seeded well. And you can complain about it and say our teams get better and, you know, we play 20 conference games and that there's, that's true. Yeah. But that never used to be an issue. You used to win those games. So go win those games, and then we're not having this conversation. But I do think it, it does give some validity to the idea that that's not the only thing going on and that the ACC is, is potentially a little better than people are giving it credit for. And that's one of the things that Jim Phillips, despite his focus on football since he got the job, is now sort of looking at with basketball, like how do we change the perception of the league? My argument is stop losing to bad teams. Right. Um, but it obviously runs a little deeper than that. Well, the perception of the league is driven by the metrics. And that's the, that's the re- because that's how we get the narrative of, oh, look, the Mountain West is ranked higher than the ACC. We're not, by the way, we're not sitting here saying the Mountain, the Mountain West and Conference USA were better than we thought because they have teams in the Final Four. We're only doing this about the ACC because of the history of the league. And what I would say is that, and I guess I will, so I shouldn't even say what I would say because I'm about to say it. What you're, what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. The Miami is a team that happens to play in the ACC. Miami as a team was undervalued by the committee, by being seated at a, at a five, by the metric, by I think their final net was 35th. Because they play in the ACC, not because there were 34 teams better than Miami, which I do not believe there are 34 teams, and I believe this during the season, not just based on what I've seen in this tournament. I believe that the the, the league got treated accordingly based on the metrics because the bottom, not just five, because Syracuse, where they were, as the 10th best team in the league, or whoever, or the uh, I guess they were 10th, Sy- Syracuse is was basically the bottom of the league in terms of the metrics in most years, where the worst team would be in the 125-130 range. We had five teams worse than that. Yeah. And that I mean, is the, the problem. The, yeah, it's the same as the non-conference yeah, loss thing. Yeah, yeah. You've got the ACT in positions the ACT was never in before. And that's why your seeding isn't as good. And that's why not many teams make it or as many teams make it. And I, look, I wrote this on Selection Sunday. The ACC got what it deserved. We all know the ground rules going in. Yeah. We all know how teams are seeded. We all know how that's generated. We know the quadrants and we don't know the net formula, but we can approximate it and all those things. The ACC got what it deserved. It also had a chance again to redeem itself. And that's exactly what, what Miami is, has done. It's shown that. Uh, an ACC semifinalist is one of the best teams in the country, which it is. Nobody who watched that game in Greensboro between Duke and Miami didn't think that those two teams weren't among the five or ten best teams in the country. That was a great game. Now, it's a single elimination tournament, so Duke gets into a game that isn't a style that suits them, and they lose. But Miami's here because yeah. they've got great guards, and they're a good team, and, and Jordan Miller may be the most underrated player in the country. Absolutely love that player. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the Hurricanes. Um, your thoughts on where they are and what their biggest problem is right now. And I say that the Hurricanes are still in first place. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think when you clinch a playoff spot, even when you're playing for a division title, and look, I wrote this too, you have all everything in the world to play for to avoid playing the Rangers in the first round. Because just as you have the mojo on the Bruins, the Rangers have the mojo on you. 
Um, there is still a motivational dead zone when you see that X next to your name in the standings. It is human. It is unavoidable. It's the same as, remember that game they got beat by Arizona at home in November? Uh-huh. On a Tuesday, like, there's a motivational dead zone there, too, for a contending team. Heck, that's how the Hurricanes used to beat good teams. They'd catch them in, when they were, you know, taking yeah. the night off against the Hurricanes. It happens. It's an 82-game season. Players are human. Uh, th- th- this happens. So, you know, you go into Detroit and you lose. And, you know, do I have concerns about the Hurricanes? Yes, absolutely. Goaltending and the power play, number one, because... You, you always want to go into the playoffs talking about how bad your special teams and goaltending are because Lord <laughs> knows they don't matter in the playoffs. Right. Um, but I also think there's a bit of a motivational dead zone there given the circumstance they're in, playing Detroit on the road on a Thursday or whatever day. <laughs> I just totally lost track of Thursday, yes. Was it was the Thursday. You got yeah. that right. I, that's one thing I got right this week. So, at any rate, yeah. Do, do I have issue? Am I worried about the Hurricanes? In some ways, yes. Does last night make me worry more? No. Luke Takak is joining us here because I, I I did a segment with uh, with Joe Ovius yesterday about it. the The goaltending is my number one concern. I keep hearing about goal scoring. That's the easiest thing to point to because Carolina had trouble scoring goals in the playoffs last year. They lost all these games on the road. Power play was a huge part of it, but they had trouble big picture scoring goals. And I understand that is a concern, but it's always a concern for this team because that's what we know has been their downfall. But for the first time, goaltending has looked like it has no chance to bail Carolina out here. And that is my biggest concern. And frankly, all of the other stuff doesn't matter if the goaltending isn't good enough. And Freddie's just been like the first goal, can't go. Like uh, Pyotr Kachetkov. Uh, the two goals he allowed to oh, the first two Tuesday nights. Yeah, you can't they can't go in, and that's the problem. I know you and I differ on who should be the goalie at the start of the playoffs. Um, I don't. I'm not sure it matters. I'm not sure we're we're arguing no, I, over goalies that can help. Yeah, we're shuffling deck chairs at this point. Um, you know, I think you know the best thing for the Hurricanes is going to be if you know Antti Ranta can get himself healthy and in form by the time the start of the playoffs. And you create a three-way competition because right now it's hard to look at the way the goaltending is playing at this moment and say, oh, this is a team that can make a long playoff run. That said, that's not the kind of thing that requires a month to turn around. Right. Goalie can get hot on a, you know, the flip of a coin. So, you know, I, I, you and I disagree on this, I think. I feel like Freddie gives, is going to give them the best chance to win the Stanley Cup if he's playing well. Um, but that's the biggest. And the way he's played lately, and really over the course of the season compared to the last regular season, doesn't evoke a ton of confidence. But he's a veteran guy. Um, he's got a rocky playoff history, but he's playing behind a really good team that does not allow a ton of chances. And so if they can just get a little bump on the goaltending and a little bump out of the power play where they actually convert one of the 1.5 power plays they get a night, um, <laughs> you know, they're going to be in, they'll be in, in, in decent shape. So I, I feel like. You know, it all this team, and I think it has to do with the playoff drought. Everybody's, I've said this before, and now your your former partner and yesterday's reunion has stolen this. Everybody's kind of got Stockholm syndrome, where they just expect everything to go wrong. Yeah, um, because it did for so long. It really did for so long, and there was danger lurking around every corner. I kind of feel like this team may be the opposite, where there's actually sort of success lurking around the corner, and we can't see it because we're so conditioned to expect the worst. And, well, I, maybe that's wishful thinking because I'd like to see the Hurricanes 
do well because it's good for business. And, you know, I'd like to go to Boston and go to Pittsburgh <laughs> and go to New York because I enjoy that. And it's the fun part of the job is covering a playoff series full of drama and intrigue and cheating and coaches <laughs> screaming at each other and Todd Reardon messing up and all those things. Um, but to be fair, if they started the playoffs today, looking at their goaltending and their power play, which are the two things that matter the most in the playoffs, mm-hmm. it's hard to see them beating anybody. There's absolutely, which is what they were talking about last night. Uh, it was Brian Boucher, former Hurricane Hurricanes legend Brian Boucher, who yeah, Hurricanes legend, who's who, who was like the Hurricanes have to win the division because they don't want to play the uh, the Rangers in the first round. I'm like the way the Hurricanes are playing, the Islanders would be a tough out too. Yeah, yeah, no, and and but look, you, you, in the big picture, you know, I I wrote this Tuesday, and he's he's Brian. I agree with Brian. The Hurricanes' best chance to win the Stanley Cup is avoiding the Rangers until the second round and hoping the Devils beat them. Because I feel like the Hurricanes and the Devils, one, there's, there's, there's none of that sort of psychological baggage. And I feel like the style just seems to fit the Hurricanes better. Whatever it is about the Rangers, whether it's Igor or uh, Jacob Truba. Mika Zibanejad. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone can do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's the long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan. If you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Mika, whatever you, <laughs> you can throw a number of things in there. I mean, Panarin hasn't even been that good against them over the years. He has this um, year. You know that that you know you it's it, it's just it's not a good matchup. And they lost the playoff series to the Rangers last year that they shouldn't have lost. And they were the better team and they lost. And that always has a sting. I'm sure the Bruins feel that way um, about last year to a certain extent. Although this is a completely different Bruins team, to be fair, um, in terms of their talent level and confidence and all of that. But um, you know, in the end. The Hurricanes are still capable. They they just they got to get going a little bit here, and that's probably mental as much as it is physical. Well, last thing on this, I thought that the Saturday win over Toronto when Kachetkov stood on his head, that right there was a goaltender that could carry you. But he didn't follow it up on Tuesday. We needed another one of maybe not that. We just didn't need bad goals. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't uh, we couldn't sustain that. Who's winning the fun? Who's winning the men's championship there, Luke DeCock? Uh you got me. I mean, if you look at my bracket, it's a disaster. I, I picked so, Miami to get to the final four. That's good. I didn't. Um, I, I thought I had Kansas State. I thought that was my big sneaky winner, um, which it, it was not. Uh, <laughs> no, I. Uh, I honestly don't know. I think UConn's the best team here. Uh-huh. But I also think that Miami has shown over the course of the season it's capable of beating anybody. And if uh, if Isaiah Wong gets hot, um, that is a really tough team to beat. Because, man, he can. we've seen in the ACC, that guy is a stone-cold killer who can make shots. Yeah, um, My women's bracket's in great shape. Is so it? I feel much better about that, yeah. Uh, South Carolina going to run the table? I think so. I just think that, you know, Caitlin Clark aside, I just, South Carolina is the best team. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's, 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 it can be a sport of dynasties at times. Tennessee, UConn feels like South Carolina is kind of 
in that conversation in this moment for this generation. She's, they're amazing, uh, but to watch Caitlin Clark is just an absolute show. So uh, enjoy that coming up tonight. Luke DeCock, I appreciate your time, sir. We'll see you at the at the rink maybe uh, next week or in the playoffs. Sounds good, AG. All right, man. Luke DeCock from the News and Observer. Just uh, following basketball teams around the country now. Yeah, why not? Uh, that's uh, That's great. Are you unhappy with your CPAP provider? Did you know you can easily switch providers right now? I'm Megan Giggling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. We are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Contact us today. We ship anywhere in North Carolina. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health. 